Election year, everyone, and welcome to the October 2020 Midwest Horror Network special, where every day this month we are watching one of the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror episodes. Before we go <laughs> any further, you can throw your vote away by hitting that like and subscribe button and, of course, giving our videos a share. All right, today we're talking about the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror number seven from season eight. In fact, it was the season eight premiere, and I believe this is the first time that a Halloween special was the season premiere. Um, this really? is really? probably the most interestingly structured episode as a whole. That seems a little late for a season premiere. Yeah. All the way in October. Like, was there a writer's strike going on at the time? No, yeah. it's, uh, I know that, like, base, the baseball season has always had, like, a and weird a, uh, effect yeah. on when yeah, The Simpsons premieres. Um, but yeah, it premiered on October 27th, 1996. Wow, that is late for a regular for a regular show to do their season premiere for yeah. that. I would and in fact, uh, a lot of the later seasons, the Halloween episodes are the premieres, but they premiere in November. Because, That's of, because of the baseball season. Yeah, because yeah, oh. Fox hosts the World Series. Yeah. Um, and that kind of fucks with a lot of things. I got Atlanta won the World Series that year. The, um, I know that they've done a lot of lead-ins with The Simpsons and with the World Series over the years. The um, but uh, yeah, sports anyway. So, yeah, this is a really interesting one, and in that the uh, the intro and the first two segments, and we're probably gonna blow right through them, much like the writers did because it is very <laughs> it is very clear that they wanted to give the third story the most attention. Um, this is kind of weird, it, it, it yeah. is like I was like, yeah, because like I mean, the, the previous Trias of Horrors, like you can tell the stories are about evenly. Yeah, one might be a little or shorter or a little longer, but on the whole, they've all been pretty even. So yeah, it was like the writers knew they wanted that third segment to be the uh, centerpiece this episode, and it was like they kind of shortchanged the first two segments just to really soup up that last one. They had to, yeah, I and mean, it it did feel like the perfect length for that story. Um, because like before we started recording this, I was thinking, well, would it have been better if they just gave the whole episode that story? But I'm thinking, no, I think it would have lost momentum. So I think that third story was the perfect length for what it needed to be. It's just unfortunate that they're only given 22 minutes with eight minutes of commercials to fill out a half hour, and those first two segments just got shortchanged. Um, but yeah, let's get into it. So very quick intro on this one. We thought the last episode's intro was quick. This one might have been quicker. Homer tries to light a candle on a jack-o'-lantern. He gets set on fire. And then on the couch is sitting the Grim Reaper, and he's just pointing at the Simpsons, and they're just dropping dead. And he uses them as a... Uh, foot, uh, foot rest. Foot rest. It's great. Yeah. And then, yeah, Simpsons Treehouse of Horror 7. Uh, goes into our first story, The Thing and I. David, tell us about The Thing and I. Um, besides it being really short, um, wasn't really funny. Yeah, there wasn't much like, to it, too. It was, kind of a, it was kind of a thing. Yeah, it was very straightforward. Yeah, essentially, just like we, it kind of felt rushed. Like, we, they just wanted to get to the last kind of segment of it. But um, I think it starts off as they... Are eating breakfast, or are they sleeping? I don't remember they're, much they're about sleeping, this. They were sleeping, but they heard. But Bart and Lisa heard something in the attic. Yeah, they were hearing something, and in then the they attic. were asking Homer and Marge over breakfast the next morning. Yeah, 
they're asking what the noise was or whatever and they basically their responses for that was more of like them trying to hide something from the kids and they are kind of you know wise to it um and marge tells homer yeah it's time to you know feed the the thing <laughs> it's all thing of fish heads yeah and pulls a bucket of fish heads from the fridge he's like all right goes up to the attic and the kids go and follow him guess this whole um i guess whatever's in the attic scarfs the fish heads quite quickly where kind of terrifies homer a little and kind of runs out of the attic and then um i think that night homer and marge go on a date or they leave the house or whatever they go to wash the car to wash the car who needs, who needs a car wash if you can just I, drive through the rain yeah yeah it's sound really advice sick. kids sound advice <laughs> they, they put as much thought into that as they did into the rest of the segment pretty much pretty yeah. much yeah yeah this was uh yeah. The kids get curious, they open the attic, you know, door or whatever, and the ladder comes down and go up and investigate and see, you know, some kind of shadowy shadowy figure that Well not before grows. seeing Homer's unsold copies of his autobiography. Oh yeah. That was a one it was a one joke of that whole episode that worked what for me. What was it called Homer? I, I barely, I barely me. know me. <laughs> and I went Oh yeah, that's funny. Okay. Not really. <laughs> it was stupid. It was it, it was, was stupid. stupid funny. And there was one moment in this episode that made me laugh, but I'll point it out when we get there. Gotcha. Um, there's some rustling going on in the attic. Um, shadowy what? figure runs out. What's the big reveal, David? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't really any kind of big reveal. The uh, it was uh, they're conjoined. Uh, it well, was a long... that, that's later on. Essentially, he runs out, parents come in, they realize the thing escaped, they call Dr. Hibbert in and said that Hugo ran out and they were like, the kids are standing right there and like, Hugo, who the hell is Hugo? And then he explains that Bart is a, um, has a twin. Dun, dun, dun. Conjoined twin. And apparently one of them was too evil to be let loose in society so after they separated them they decided to lock the evil twin in the attic and chain them and feed them bucket heads once a week so they real decide to leave bart there alone why they go look for hugo and i guess Cause probably homer, the only homer wanted him to tape the hobby the hockey game yeah wanted to tape the hockey game that probably like the funniest moment of the segment is like lisa's like i'm going to radio shack I'm checking Radio Shack, which is... Uh, 90s reference yeah. that was very dated. Very. <laughs> the, again, there's going to be some references that are going to be timeless, and there's going to be some ones that are not timeless. Cafe Bats. Radio Like, oh, Radio Shack. Yeah, I remember yeah. that was a thing. <laughs> yeah. I thought they were still around. Not really. Yeah, I don't think so. Like they, they still like pop up here and there. I know Circuit City is completely gone yeah i know that's one that's gone i thought there are still a few radio shacks like here and there it's been circuit has been re relegated to online and i don't even mm. i think now it's completely gone the um uh, but yeah i kind of miss radio shack just because it's the 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 filler yeah. uh, the filler store like you know if you needed like a random part or a random thing to whatever and you're like oh let's just go to radio shack 
they got a, they got a bunch of random crap that'll probably fit this thing of whatever I need. Yeah. Random extension cord, random cord. The uh, but uh, but yeah yeah we don't have that anymore. Yeah. So they go out looking for Hugo. Hugo was in the house waiting for Bart eating what some more fish heads or yeah, I don't know what sure. the fuck he was eating. It was fish heads. Fish heads again. Um. So we get a full reveal of what he looks like. He's missing teeth. Weird looking. Um, Scraggly hair. Bad yeah. Teeth. It's a weird looking version of Bart, essentially. Yeah. Like, a, like the Hunchback of Notre Dame version of Bart. Sure. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, Bart gets tied up in the attic and we realize what Hugo's plan is, is to reattach himself to Bart after um, Bart didn't think it was a good idea, but Hugo was, I guess, experimenting and created a pigeon rat I like the pigeon rat. That made me laugh. <laughs> So the pigeon's trying to fly and runs into the window and flops on his back or flops on his back and then the rat runs into the mouse hole and knocks Hits the, the pigeon. pigeon <laughs> trying to get into the mouse hole. Uh, and then Dr. Huber comes in to stop Hugo. He's like, yeah, you never um, were able to look at your yourself oh in the God. mirror and grabs a frame, like a wooden frame. He's like, here, take a look at yourself and... It's just empty frame and just punches Hugo and knocks him out. Good stuff. Children violence. Then they realize that um, Bart was the actual evil twin by the scar on his side. Was dun, on dun, his dun. Uh, was on his right, right? The scar? Yeah, the left or twin left. is the evil one, which so means the right. scar would be on the right. Yeah, I think we're thinking too uh, even more than the writers actually thought of this. Yeah, yeah. The, I uh, agree. <laughs> I think I think it took more time and, to explain this episode so, than yeah, the actual probably. episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, they realized that they fucked the up and they had a, a solution to it. And pretty much Bart is the one that's locked up in the attic instead. And Hugo is sitting at the dinner table eating some turkey. And Bart gets the uh, fish heads. And that was and Marge just shuns him now. Yep. And yeah. that was the end of the episode. Yep. Cut. Um, I will say for being very much shortchanged with the amount of time it was given, I do got to give this one credit for having beginning, middle, end, even had that little twist of Bart was the evil one all along, which don't be so shocked. Um, so, and it's, it's far from one of the best segments, but I do think there are some merits to it in the very truncated amount of time that it was given yeah i think the issue i had with the segment was just too short yeah it had, if it was a lot longer i think it would be probably my favorite segment yeah it had no breathing room um it is really the only one of the three that tried to go into that horror genre with the creepiness and shadowy figure of hugo up in the attic and stalking bart um so yeah it's uh, th- there are merits to this one but it really was it took some damage from that truncated running time. It was okay. The um, I, you know, laughed at a couple parts, and you know, and and yeah, I did have a, a beginning, middle, and end, but you know, it was okay. The um, too uh, quick. Yeah, very yeah. Too, too too quick. Didn't even have a well, chance. Well, if, to if we thought this one was quick, wait until we talk about the next one. The uh, yeah, Jesus. Uh, 
So, any last thoughts on Thing and I before we move on? Nah, not really. Not really. Anything bad? Wasn't wasn't I think like I said, I think us explaining it was longer than the actual uh, uh, segment itself. It was yeah. better. It was short than the Raven. I was like, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Dude, you're never gonna you're never gonna live that one down, bro. Sorry. We're seven episodes into this. You gotta get some new materials, act. Nope. <laughs> um, Did it. All right. Uh, so next segment, the Genesis Tub. Mark, tell us about that one. Uh, the Genesis Tub. Yeah, I can tell you about that. Um, so Lisa uh, is making a science experiment where she has a, her one of her teeth or tooth or toothus. Um, <laughs> one of her teeth. What, sure. Um, uh, and she, uh, you know, about that hooked on phonics thing. Um, uh, the, she takes out a tooth and she's doing a science experiment where she puts it in Coke, um, Coca-Cola to, I need to specify, <laughs> yeah, that, um, yeah, I, the, uh, um, uh, to see the effects of Coca-Cola. She, you know, she's, um, I, and she did make one joke that I did appreciate. Um, uh, she's like, yeah, I've already tested the, the effects on a tooth on alcohol smoking and Chinese food. Um, and I'm like, no, oh, no, that's, that work. that joke still works. And um, and then she figures out uh, through the course of the night that there's some mold that is being um, produced down there, and she's very excited about it. And then she gets even more excited when she figures out that there is a um, a whole society living in there uh, in in a little bottom. And then she watches as time goes on how they progress as a society. They get even more futuristic. And of course, Bart, being the douche that he is, um, begins to attack and fuck with this little society. And they hate him and they consider him a devil. So they actually end up getting enough future technology to make spaceships where they go and they attack. Which I will say about this one, the animation was actually pretty damn good. You know, when they're going through that whole action sequence. Yeah. Eventually Lisa gets shrunk down to the size of of these civilizations. Turns out she's a god uh, within, you know, within this whole society. And Bart is the devil. So, and she continues to get worshipped. Um, uh, Bart um, eventually figures out that Lisa is gone, or I guess he doesn't really care. And he steals a science experiment and then pawns it off as, as his own. And then he gets the, uh, the grand prize of a gift card or gift certificate somewhere. And then, um, you know, Lisa stays in the little t- tiny society and becomes a god. Uh, and that's about it. Um, uh, I'll again very very short. Um, I've seen this concept done better in other places. It's a it's a Twilight Zone. It, I, the, I, the little people. I'm sure most of the stuff is has a a face in the Twilight Zone. Obviously, this was much later on, but um, the show The Orville, um, done by uh, ironically done by Seth uh, MacFarlane, um, uh, was did an episode that was similar to this. It didn't it didn't involve like a shrinking society, but it didn't involve about, you know, some a normal person getting turned into a god and the problems that arise from that. So it's a similar concept, but it certainly reminded me of that episode. And I think it was done better in that episode than in, in here. Again, too short. Way too yeah. short. It was, you know, it did have, like, it, did someone have a beginning, middle, and end? Kind of. Kind of, not really. Like, but. It, it had its beginning... And then it had its middle of Bart being the conflict. And then the ending, I mean, it had an ending, but it kind of also kind of just dropped off. Where it's like, okay, Bart won science fair, and Lisa's just trapped there, and she wants some shoes. That's it. Yeah. The, uh... um, but I mean, it's again, with the first one, there are 
some merits to it. The animation in that action sequence was really cool. Yeah. Um, the concept itself is pretty cool. Um, it was good to see a Lisa-focused story. Fair enough. Yeah. The uh, um, the uh, her being a little a little annoyed towards the end was giving me some maximum overdrive flashbacks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. uh, just a little bit. The um, yeah. but and I, I did think it was funny how she is just like I'm trapped in this stupid tub forever, and she says that right in front of her followers, and she's like, "Shouldn't you people be groveling?" The uh, dude, there so is there is like one funny bit, like when the guy's like, you know, like, "Hey, uh, Bill, uh, Bill, Bill Johnson, whatever." I have a question. I have a question. <laughs> You're God. so good. Why do bad things happen to good people? Why am I fat? <laughs> <laughs> Well, you probably eat too much. That's a start. Well, that's that. You know, that is that. Like that. Like that was the only like funny bit of the whole thing. But the rest of it, like it was. Yeah. Like I kind of feel like these two episodes. They were given no breathing room. It was like here is the outline of our story. Make it fill whatever time we have left over from what was whatever wasn't filled by segment three. If we're able to fit some jokes in, cool. Which they were able to, but. At the end of it all, these felt like skeletons of full segments. Yeah. What and year was this again? This would have been 96. Uh, so wasn't it election year? Or? Yeah, it was. It was literally like two weeks before the... That's the, probably the why I focused vote. more on the last... Yeah, segment, it was like, like... Yeah. I mean, we said like, what, October 23rd or 26th? 27th, I think it was. 27th, like that's, that's oh, yeah, literally the week before. The uh, So it, it made sense for it to... And I'm sure they wanted to get that in because it was the first episode and they wanted to make it timely but honestly yeah. at the end of the day I, I would say that these first two segments if i had to pick like one word is forgettable like i yeah i probably yeah. i will not remember them yeah i forget about this episode until i saw the um screen grab there i mean even when we or were talking watching. when we were like picking segments right before we we're like what happened again in that one yeah and we had just watched it so i, so like I all- enjoyed it more when i was a kid watching it than yeah like i, I mean now. It's, they're not terrible no, they're, but they're just they're they're there. They, they got handicapped by shorter runtime. I, I think either of these ideas could have easily been a lot better if they were oh, yeah, given like one or two minutes more. Even yeah, yeah. So so yeah, that's that, I'm good with with uh, yeah. talking about those two. I want to get and want to get into the third one. Yeah, let's get into the meat of this episode. Zach, tell us about segment three. Citizen Kane. Yeah, I hated the name because I was expecting a Citizen Kane ripoff. Like, the moment it started, I'm just like, oh, fuck. Yeah, I did hear you groan. And I was I was half expecting that, too. Yeah, I hate that goddamn movie with a passion. But thankfully, it wasn't that. In fact, this episode was kind of funny and kind of terrible at the same time. The uh, Please tell us. So, starts off Homer's sitting in the middle of a little lake, fishing, just kind of relaxing, talking about how perfect it is, and he doesn't give a shit if he catches a fish or not, then proceeds to start yelling at the fish to get on the goddamn line. And then he gets abducted by aliens with one of those ridiculous... You, you know those machines you find in, like, the claw bowling machines. alleys? Yeah, the claw the machines claw. that I never mean, fucking work. I, well, I guess King Kodos learned that the tractor beam doesn't quite work on him. Still, <laughs> though, it's a hell of a lot more efficient... Just, you know, grab the legs and shove his fat ass up into the ship. I mean, it would have been better. But anyways, they abduct him, ask him to take him to their leaders or whatever. And he's just like, yeah, just go to Washington. It's it's an election year, but it might change. But uh, who the fuck knows? It's an election year. We can take advantage of this. So they go abduct Bob Dole and Clinton. 
And the best part of that was when Bob Dole's getting abducted, he's just like, this is not good for Bob Dole. Bob Dole doesn't Bob need Dole. this. <laughs> Alright, for all the kids listening, Bob Dole was the guy who ran, uh, was a Republican guy who ran against Clinton, and he loved fucking talking in the third person. Yep. Every time he would say something, he'd be like, Bob Dole, you know, Bob Dole feels this way about it. You are Bob Dole. You don't need to tell everybody that you're, that fucking Bob Dole thinks this way. But that's what makes it so great. It, it is It is pretty great. And then Clinton, you know, is Clinton. Oh my God, is it midnight? Is it noon already? <laughs> oh yeah, no, he's like, he's like, he's like, he's, he's like, getting abducted. Is, is it noon little... yet? <laughs> oh, was it noon? It was yeah. noon. He's getting abducted. He's in his little bed. He's in his little pajamas and everything. Oh my God, is it noon yet? <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? Oh, yeah, that was pretty great. <laughs> so, yeah, they throw them in these little test tubes filled with liquid. They can't breathe. Hey, thanks for getting rid of my pot. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and then Kane and Kodos, or whatever the hell their names are, decide to take the forms of Bob Dole and Clinton. And that's when things get kind of stupid because they just be Kane and Kodos and Clinton and Bob Dole. And this is kind of what I said. It's like, it starts off good and then gets stupid because they don't, like, do anything with, like, the Bob Dole thing or the Clinton thing. They just be Kane and Kodos. It, it's just like, I, I find it funny when they use, like, the voice impressions and they actually try to be the characters. But when they don't, it's just like, well, that's just lazy. Yeah, I get it. So what else happens? So what All happens right. next? So they try to essentially just rig the election or they just go through with the election because it's like, who the fuck else are they going to vote for? It's like, well, no matter who they vote for, we win. So screw you. So they're just playing on with the election. Homer's trying to tell everybody that they're really aliens, but nobody believes him because right before they Sparta kicked Homer out of the ship, they doused him in rum. So it's just like, no one will believe you, you drunk kick. So yeah, Homer's trying to tell everybody nobody believes him. So he's just walking throughout the forest one day and stumbles into the ship. He hits his head. He hits his foot like in this bush. I, I, or I whatever. feel like you're skipping over a lot of the election. There's a lot of election. Just, there's yeah. a lot of election funny bits. Like there, there's the Bob Dole and the abortions thing. That was really funny. <laughs> no uh, abortions for ever. Abortions for everybody. Boo. No abortions. Boo. Abortions for some. Miniature American flags for others. Yay. <laughs> And of right. course, was, uh, them holding hands and everybody <laughs> yeah, just staring at them. <laughs> was how we share proteins. Fucking de- a Democratic convention uh, van pulls up on the side of their own. You're like, yes, yeah, it's kind of weird. Hey, hey, I don't know you, you and your opponent are constantly holding hands. The uh, <laughs> concerned. Yeah, we're a bit, a bit concerned. Yeah, that was pretty great. The uh, so anyway, um, so Homer finds the ship. Yeah, he finds the ship, uh, he releases Bob Dole and Clinton, and ends up killing them in the process. Right as they're like, we're gonna put our differences aside and team up, which, God forbid, if you ever see that in real life. <laughs> and then instead of ejecting them from the tubes, he ejects them into outer space that proceeds to crash back on Earth, yep. run and down, rip Clinton the- Clinton and Dole are just floating through space, naked and dead. It's kind of disturbing, though, like, they're, like, fighting for a life, and all of a sudden they just go- Cold and stiff. I'm like, oh god! I really was... wanted one more Bob Dole joke. Um, uh... No, that's too much. That's too much. Yeah. Just one more. But yeah, they cra- He crashes the ship back on Earth. Reveals Kane and Kodos. 
And then you get the highlight of the episode where it's just like, well, you got to vote for one of us because it's a two-party system. Then you have that one guy in the crowd is just like, I'm going to vote for a third party. Then Kane and Kodos, go ahead, throw your vote away. We don't give a damn. <laughs> then what's, and what's his Ross face? Perot. Yeah, Ross Perot punches <laughs> clean through his head. <laughs> oh, that was great. The, uh, and then and they then become all slaves. of humanity is enslaved to build yep. a ray gun to plant a plant that they never even heard of. But don't blame Homer because he voted for Kodos. I'm playing at voting for Kodos. I really like this one. I, I like this one a lot. Uh, the uh, this is a great, uh, the great episode. I do agree with Zach though. I I would have liked to have seen more more impressions. But and that's and but at the same time you don't want to date it too much. Like they're already kind of like because like it's already specific to that election but it's you know it's going to be rerunning for who knows how long so it's, it's still got to it's still got to maintain some resemblance of timelessness and i think they do did a very good job with that yeah i get it i get it the, um but I, I i still i enjoyed it when they were doing it so much that yeah, i kind of i like kind of those was... were the highlight of the episode for me and then as soon as they just go to normal it's like oh okay the uh, there's some really good fucking political jokes though. The um uh, the uh, the whole thing about the abortion is fucking funny. Yeah, yeah. still to this day, that holds up. And I think it works that Kane and Kodos weren't trying to impersonate Clinton and Dole. I think the fact that they were still just aliens, having no idea like what our political system actually is, I, I think it played into the humor a bit more that way. Yeah, and then like the whole thing of like literally their plan was hilarious, and like I think it was a. I think this, this little bit was a little bit too smart for its own good because he literally said, he was like, either, you know, either way, you know, we'll enslave humanity. And I'm like, this is hitting a little bit too close to home. <laughs> that they're, they're all in cahoots with each other and it doesn't matter who you vote for. <sighs> That's a little uncomfortable, but it's true. <laughs> the uh, that, that particular portion was pretty fucking timeless, I will tell you that. Yeah. The um, uh, but yeah, and I also liked when Homer first got on the ship, and he was like, "Well, I guess you want to probe me," and he just pulls his pants down. And he's like, "Stop! We've reached the limits of what rectal probing can teach us." Again, a a side gag that it would have been another one that I would have loved to see that episode too. (laughs) No, (laughs) trial and error. No, the uh, that that reaction was all I needed. Fair enough. No anal play. Fair enough. Oh. Yeah, we're not doing that. The, uh, <laughs> not hitting the dirt road, David? No. <laughs> anyway. Um, uh, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. I, I think Susan King is one of the classic quintessential Trias of Horror segments. I understand why they had to devote so much attention to yeah. it. I understand what was going on in the society. I understand like the timeliness of what it had to happen, so I appreciate the, the, yeah, the other the other segments did suffer, but I did. But I think. But they weren't terrible. They weren't terrible, but I, I think it was. And they were quick like, enough where it's like, okay, we got to the centerpiece here. So it's it, it is a very lopsided episode in a way, but it's mm. it's not like those first two are terrible. No, no, you know, it's not like um, like, like I said, it, it's not like Trials of Horror two where mm. we had like a freaking drop off half way through uh, Bart being in control of, control of everything and then Mr. Burns getting Homer's brain. It's not like the slog yeah. that those were. Yeah. Like there was missing something. Yeah, no, I hear you on that. This yeah. one just needed to be extended a little bit. Yeah. 
but um just to explore more like with the first segment maybe explore more either with bart in the attic maybe or more of um, hugo in the attic one of the two it was worth it to me you know like yeah those other episodes did suffer but i think the episode the 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 last bit was was really good and and i was cool with it with the other i was kind of cool with those other two being sacrificed i really was the um i had no issues with with them putting the main focus on the um and if i satanist yeah i know if i had to pick like a favorite like kane and kodos moment like our favorite Canon Kodos bit, this would definitely be that. Yes, I agree. Definitely be this. Yeah, because the other ones, I mean, more. Yeah, this is two episodes in a row where we didn't get them just wasting just time laughing in their spaceship. Yeah, it's more of a, more than a cameo this time around. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's very, it's a very focus on them. That yeah, episode. pretty much. So. Yeah. Yep. Any uh, last thoughts on Susan Kang before we move on to our categories? Much, much better than the Raven. <laughs> no, you enjoyed this episode, Mike. Hey, that second. Like I said, it had its moments. It's yeah, definitely yeah. one of the better episodes, but I'm just saying it's it's of course I, better than the rest. We Raven. will be a trio for the next I, episodes. I, I will say, we will die. As much as I like the Raven, Citizen Kang is better than the Raven. So are most segments. So are all segments. <laughs> <laughs> just, just wait until we get to some of the later ones. Yeah. Um, funniest moment. D- d- is there any question? Go no. ahead, throw your vote away. Like, does anybody have another moment they want to throw in? The the abortion, thing. like pretty much. The, the like there, were, there, there were other good jokes, but as far as funniest goes, that and then like and the the yeah. the, the one the Bob Dole thing made me laugh really. Yeah. I was gonna say if anything, the doctor punching the kid in the face. <laughs> yeah, that was, the first. that was a good one. Bam! <laughs> you never saw yourself before. But that was actually Bam. that was actually a nice moment of visual trickery there because gonna... even you as the audience are adjusting to like, wait, what am I looking at? And no. then you realize the same. I saw that and I'm like, oh, this motherfucker's about to get bam! Oh shit! The uh, yeah, the, the, the like. Pretty much the that that was a good segment. Yeah. So, so yeah, Thing, Thing and I had some good stuff, and it. it's just it had no breathing room. So it's like you can't... I thought that I thought the other two were fine the way they were. Like you could clearly tell they wanted to get to episode three, but mm. they were short, simple, and they weren't as bad as the Raven. So it's fine. Yeah, mine was just like they're willing to work together, and Homer just launches them into space. That was probably the funniest moment for me. <laughs> Just because they're struggling for life, and I just does that, does that mean Zach likes the first two segments more than the three of us did? Maybe, maybe, maybe. Zach's growing Secretly up. Loves- Shut I'm up. out of him. Uh, <laughs> little boy's growing up. It's it, it's it's like the slow integration of American Psycho. Yeah, <laughs> I um, do not like American Psycho. So for scariest, creepiest, and grossest moment, my pick is the concept of American politics. Mm, Jesus, Brandon, <laughs> only you would say that. I can't wait. I love you. If, we, <laughs> if ever we were going to get an audience that, is that like, hates that is like us, one of the douchiest things I've ever heard you say. <laughs> And, I feel no shame. Dude, you said, you said some <laughs> douchey things over time, Ladies recorded and, and not recorded. Not. Well, in my defense, in my defense, for scariest, creepiest, or grossest moment, does this episode really have anything else? Oh, I think the creepiest is just the Hugo design. It's kind of funny to sing right, Bart. Fair. 
Uh, yeah, not much. I don't but, think yeah, a naked Clinton is anything anybody but really wanted to see. Okay, yeah, n- n- naked Dolan Clinton is pretty scary. Yeah, it's pretty, uh, yeah. Yeah, it pretty scary. Especially, like, at Floating least, at least like, naked Clinton I've seen in other bits. Like, I've seen it on Family Guy in South Park. It's a wonderful day to be new. Yeah, <laughs> like, literally, I've seen it in other places. So I'm like, I'm... I'm, I'm it's awful, but I'm not, but I'm at least used to it. Bob Dole, yeah, no, I've, I've never seen Bob Dole naked before, and I never want to see him naked afterwards. Ugh. In 1996 or now, the um, uh, yeah, at least Clinton had you know a few secretaries. I'll naked. The uh, <laughs> maybe I don't think he even got that. Any last takers for creepiest, scariest, or grossest moment? Hey, there really wasn't. I mean, that was yeah, a, like the, the, this the, episode really wasn't going for that. The um, I would say the two, you know, presidential candidate and president being both. Uh, I guess being the naked. I, I think maybe like the Frankenstein like pigeon and rat was kind of disturbing. I, I found that way more funny than disturbing. Uh, I was gross or anything. Up and I I had a howling good time looking at that and laughing. It's because we're disturbing, <laughs> Brad. And we love you. The uh, yeah, I, true. Um, but yeah, yeah. The uh, third episode, was, uh, um, third segment was awesome. For best segment. Is, is anybody not going to pick the third one? No. All right. Uh, worst segment. Um, I'm going to go with Genesis Tub. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go with number two as Second. well. The yeah. um, at least like the, it's not terrible, but at least the first one had a few things in there. Like it, it, it like the yeah, it just wasn't that good. No. It yeah, Zach, are you with with us on that? Sure. If they had a better right. ending. I think I would. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think I'm gonna pick that just because of the ending. Yeah. So yeah, this was uh, Trials of Horror number seven. Bit of a weird one in more ways than one, but ultimately because of that third segment, very much worth our time. I think. Nice. Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what else is there to be? What else? That was, is about, there as to an, say? That was about as anticlimactic as is uh, the ending of segment two. Segment two. Yep. All right. I mean, either way, our planet is doomed. So. <laughs> Yeah, be sure to listen to our regular podcast, The Nightmares Podcast. You can find us all at Midwest Horror Network on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Slasher. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, you can also check out our uh, um, awesome uh, show, The Screaming Room, uh, where we comment, react, and chat about awesome uh, underrated horror movies that a lot of people wouldn't necessarily know about dolls society and a couple other great ones and then also check out our um, uh, narrative show living nightmares where we uh, go ahead and put real life experiences to the screen um, and if you can like share subscribe and tell all your uh, friends neighbors best friends uh, about our channel that would be wonderful thank you so much and as always we'll see you soon happy october <laughs>